It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. The Colts are going to use their first pick on a quarterback, aren't they? Let's discuss it. You are Locked On Colts, your daily Indianapolis Colts podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, everybody? Thanks for tuning in and making us your first listen of the day. This is your daily podcast covering your Indianapolis Colts, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's show is brought to you by Ultimate Football GM. If you've ever dreamed of becoming an NFL GM and managing your own football franchise, then this game is definitely for you. To download it, just visit ultimate-gm.com or look it up on the App Store. Our listeners actually get a 100% free boost to their franchise mode when using the promo locked on in all caps in the game. Again, welcome. I am Jake Arthur. He is Zach Hicks. Uh, Today was oddly quiet on the Colts front over the weekend in free agency. Uh, They had an uncharacteristically uh, blistering pace to start last week. Uh, We're not used to that many moves. Um, But yeah, it was pretty quiet over the weekend. So we figured let's open the table to you guys. Uh, Today is another Q&A show. So we picked out uh, just several of the most interesting or, or best questions or ones that a lot of people had on their mind, apparently. And we're going to go ahead and answer those for you today. Uh, so first off, this one is what we just teased with a little bit because it, it's really intriguing. And it's I think it's a fear that a lot of people are not ready to face. Uh, this is from at Sodak Marco on Twitter. He said, I went from 99% confident that the Colts would draft a quarterback with their first pick to about 90% confident that they'll do it. What is the likelihood that one of the Colts' favored quarterbacks isn't available and they trade for draft capital in 2024 while riding with Gardner Minshew in 2023? So, I I mean, is it? I think it's still more than likely that they get a quarterback, yes. But I've stood by this. I don't think they're going to force it. So if another team, let's especially say if another team goes ahead and jumps them at three with Arizona and three quarterbacks go one, two, three, and they're left with this fourth guy and they don't like him, they're not going to take him. What do you think, Zach? I don't disagree with you. I'm just, I don't like it. No, I just, oh, I just no, think there's that. nothing, there's nothing to like about that scenario whatsoever. Yeah, it's just, it's tough, man, because like Chris Ballard said at the combine, no, they're in a rare position with this team and with this organization to be picking this high. I know obviously they were picking this high back in 2018, but they had their quarterback in place. You know, they, they have this rare position where they're going to be picking this high in the draft that has quality prospects up there. That's worthy of being taken that high. And they have that rare opportunity to potentially take one. I just, I can't see them passing on a quarterback, even though, like you said, knowing this front office, knowing how this team operates, they won't force it. You know, they, they won't force it. They, like you said, if they have three guys that they feel worthy of taking there at four and all three of them go before their pick, they won't force it. They'll, they'll take somebody else. 
I'm just saying personally, I don't like it. <laughs> like I, I don't even care. If the, I'm just, I'm so tired of just pushing it, you know, kicking the can down the line, just keep pushing it down the line and, and hoping oh, next year, don't worry. We'll get the young quarterback next year. It's like, eventually you got to do something. I don't care if you have to give up multiple day, two picks to go up to number three to secure whatever guy you want. Like just, just get the young quarterback already. I know that's, I know this is more of a, like this is more of a comment that's not based off of thought. It's more based off of frustration, but like, just get the quarterback. I don't care if it's Will Levis, Anthony Richardson, Bryce Young, CJ Stroud. I don't care if you commit to taking Hendon Hooker at number four, just because take this on quarterback that you feel confident enough that can be a starter in the right system and develop them and, and make everything about that young quarterback. Like I'm so tired of just pushing it down the road and saying, ah, this year, Gardner Minshew, ah, this year, Matt Ryan, don't worry. Next year we'll get that quarterback because look, eventually the time's going to run out for, for these guys. Eventually it's got to run out. Uh, so yeah, don't get me wrong. Back in my head, I still feel a little nervous. They might not take quarterback, but they better take a quarterback. <laughs> like it's time. It is time to take a quarterback. No, it, it definitely is. And to this point, it, it's exactly right. They're not going to draft one just to draft one. You know what I mean? Um, but I think the whole point is, and we're, and we're definitely not saying draft a guy you don't like just to do it. Put yourself in position to make sure you get someone you like move yeah. up to three, do what for some reason, Carolina is apparently open to moving down again. I don't know. I don't care at this point, but if there's someone you feel really strongly about that can lead your team for the next decade plus do it, go get your guy. Like, like you said, you cannot keep kicking this problem down the road. A team does not want to be in the position to be picking at four or higher every year. You can't plan for that. So like you mentioned, you're you hopefully aren't in this position again. Just go take care of it. Yep. Yeah, I yep. agree. Yep. So this next one, it's from uh, either Celtic MF or Celtic MF. I don't know. It depends who you ask. Uh, he said, I like a lot of the moves that the Colts have made. Uh, they have logic and reasoning, but I'm still not satisfied. I feel they need more, especially at corner. Probably need to double dip with the draft and a young veteran. Uh, he mentioned Sean Murphy bunting, but he just uh, he just got picked up. Rocky Sin, you know that that's everyone's guy. He's still available, even though he was visiting the Ravens, right? And that's kind of yeah. too perfect of a match. Uh, and then Celtic MF also mentioned that uh, right guard is probably something they should address before the draft. So uh, I'll let you kick this one off. It's still early, guys. It's still really early. Like I, I know, I get it. Chris Ballard's free agent process is annoying sometimes. It's frustrating. Even though, again, there was kind of a blistering hot start, like you said. You know, I think they signed what four guys in the first four days of free agency. Like, for, I mean, pretty fast start for Chris Ballard. That's more than he ever does uh, that early in free agency. But it's still early. You know, he actually makes more of his like better signings in April, typically. You know, at the very end of free agency, before the draft, or even after the draft. So. I, I know the cornerback depth chart looks terrible right now. And there definitely are some times where Chris Ballard just doesn't address positions when it's like, dude, right there, like, please get some more veterans in there, but let's wait until after the draft and, and where we can really look at these positions and say that we're really, really worried, you know, cause there's still a lot of time for free agency and there's still a lot of time for draft picks to come in here and make these like positions of weakness look a lot better. Yeah, I we'll get into more of those specific positions in a bit, especially cornerback, because uh, we're going to kind of talk about some more um, some more free agent stuff with it. 
But I do think I would, you know, if there are guys out there you like at a reasonable price, go ahead and add them because you'd rather have those guys going in there or going into the draft because you do not know how the draft board is going to fall to you. You can go in there with a plan that you'd like to go grab one or two corners, but if if that if that just doesn't arise, then you can't force it. So if you at least get one or two quality playable guys at free agency, it doesn't have to be before the draft, but it would be a good idea to do it. But um, yeah, it, it makes too much sense because you just do not know how the draft is going to work. Right. Right. No, I'm always a big proponent of you got you got to grab the veterans and free agent that free agency you like. So you go into the draft with no needs. Unfortunately, Chris Ballard more subscribes to, we're going to get our guys in the draft first and then we're going to, he kind of operates like it's an NBA because it doesn't in the NBA. I think um, the draft comes before free agency, I think in in the NBA or in some other sports. Um, He kind of operates that way where like the, like the draft is kind of where we set up, you know, types of players we need at positions of need that also kind of go with best talent available. And then afterwards, if I need to go get an Eric Fisher at offensive tackle, or I need to grab a, another corner or grab something like that, then he does that. It's just, unfortunately, sometimes after the draft, you know, you don't really have much talent left to pick from. So I do disagree with Chris Ballard on some of this, but uh, we'll see. We'll see. There's still a lot of time. There could still be a signing for a Rakyasin or a signing for Bryce Callahan or, so, you know, something like that, you know, just more depth guys brought in. Uh, it's still very early. We're not even, we're not even a week into free agency yet. No. Nah, and, uh, you know, before we move on to answer more of you guys' questions here, again, we're going to have a lot more draft or free agency ones. Let's hear from our friends over at Ultimate Football GM real quick. You've heard us talk about this mobile game. And if you've ever thought that you would make a good GM, this game is definitely right up your alley. Uh, when you play Ultimate Football GM, you get to control and manage every aspect of your team. For me, it almost got a little exhausting at a certain point because I was trying to win. I was trying to rack up points, but you know, I, you got to hire like your your team doctor and all all the you know your team psychologist even. So, if you want to go down to the minutia of your football team, this game has it all covered. Uh, free agency is about to start. You know, it, actually, it has started, but we're about to get in the thick of it, pre-draft and everything. Uh, but you know, you'll be you can scout this whole thing. You you've got area scouts that you can use and all of it. It's it's really detailed. Uh, Locked on Colts listeners, you guys get a one hundred percent free boost on your franchise when you use the promo code Locked On in all caps in the game store. That's Locked On in all caps. So make sure to check it out today. To download the game, just visit ultimate-gm.com or look it up on your app store. That's ultimate-gm.com. Ultimate Football GM, start your dynasty today. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. All right, so our boy Stats Matt was up first on this uh, on this next question. What do you think is more important at this point, a veteran wide receiver or a veteran cornerback? And then he said, I love what we have done at the defensive line, so that might help the cornerback some, uh, but the Colts are still very thin and young at cornerback. Same with wide receiver. They have a good top two, but after that, just kind of 
Um, <laughs> what would you think? Honestly, this is a good question, but I, I think I know where you're going to lean on that one. Yeah, I think they need a corner. I think that corner, and this is what Chris Ballard has always done. You know, he he brought in Xavier Rhodes years ago. Uh, he brought in obviously Stephon Gilmore last year. Uh, TJ Carey he brought in late in free agency. Like he has brought in veteran corners to kind of help alleviate depth depth problems at that position in the past, more so than he's ever done at wide receiver. You know, outside of what Devin Funches and Ryan Grant, I don't think he's ever signed a receiver. Like I think it's just those guys. Uh, so I think it's more likely that he goes after a corner. And also, I think that's the bigger need right now because, you know, at wide receiver, you got Michael Pittman Jr., you got Alec Pierce, and then obviously you got the draft where nowadays with drafting receivers, you could take a guy in round four or five and they could be productive in year one. It's just it's just the nature of the game now when it comes to wide receivers. You know, there's a lot of good wide receiver prospects. Even this year in like a down year, there's still a lot of guys who can play from day one. Corner, it's harder to find that. Even though it's a decent corner class, it's hard to get a guy that's like a rookie that's ready to play. Go get some veteran. Go get a veteran that can start on the outside. You know, Shaquille Griffin's out there, Rocky Sin. Those guys make a lot of sense just for, even if it's just for one year, just having those type of guys out there on the outside just to alleviate that issue. So, yeah, to me, I think corner is the bigger need for sure, uh, especially after, you know, letting Brandon Faison walk and then obviously Stephon Gilmore uh, being lost in the trade. They just need more bodies there. Yeah, and that's the main part of it is they just don't, they literally don't have that many playable guys at the position. Uh, so I definitely think that is the more critical one. At least on offense with the receivers, you can kind of scheme some targets open. You can figure that out, especially with a sharp guy like Shane Steichen. And they have the tight ends that should be able to contribute more in the passing game uh, this year. I, I think we both probably agree with that. So corner, it literally doesn't have the bodies. And if you don't have the bodies at corner, you could get just absolutely smoked all game long every week. Like I could see that turning into an uglier situation for sure. Yeah. Uh, next up from our guy, Kenan, uh, do the Colts move Quiddy pay back to the right side this year? And, you know, that's with, you know, Yannick and Gawkway probably not coming back. It looks like at this point, at least, um, but they signed Samson, Ebucon or Abukan. Still don't Abukum. know. <laughs> Abukum. Did you get it yet? No, that's just what I'm going with. Okay, I like. <laughs> I'm it. pretty that, sure that, it's a bukum. I'm pretty yeah. sure it's a bukum or a bukam. I don't know. I, I'm going to go with a bukum for now, and then we'll we'll Samson see from there. E. <laughs> Sam, Sammy, we're going to go with yeah. Sammy there. Um, but no, you're pretty confident he's going to be the new Leo, right? Yeah, I don't think much is going to change, and I think they're just going to leave. They're going to leave Quiddy Pay there on on the left side, like they did last season. Have him keep developing as that side. Uh, I think Abu Kam is going to start Abu Kam, Abu Kam, whatever. I think he's going to start on the other side as the Leo um, off the edge. And you know, with Gus Bradley's system that he does on defense, you know, they put both these guys in wide nines. It's not very different uh, left or right, like it was with uh, Matt Eberflus's scheme. So, yeah, I think Quiddy Pay is going to stay on the side he's at. I think Abu Kam is going to start on the other side. And then I think uh, Dio Dangbo is going to be like that rotational guy off the edge on first and second down. And he's going to sub inside on uh, as the, um, as the three tech on passing downs. Taekwon factors into that, that similar, similar role with Dio as well, of yeah. course. Yeah. Um, but exactly. again, you don't, you don't really know how long you're getting that. Uh, next up from at T Domino ATL. We've heard Mo Alley Cox and Ryan Kelly could be on the move. Is that just money related performance? combination of both uh, is there anyone else do you think could be on their way out such as Kenny Moore uh, so the Colts had a deadline to pay these guys roster bonuses like uh, Friday or Saturday Saturday yeah yeah on Saturday. on Saturday and they're all still here so mm -hmm. um, that doesn't mean they won't 
they can't keep trying or, you know, it could be like a draft day trade or something. Um, but I think we feel a little more confident at this point of these guys sticking to the roster. I saw you had a tweet uh, earlier as well. Uh, at this point, I would think these guys are probably in now. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, going, you know, if you're, if you work out some trade with Arizona, then these guys are actually intriguing fits in Arizona. Uh, they need a center. So Ryan Kelly, uh, Kenny Moore loved his time playing with Jonathan Gannon when Gannon was here in Indy. He's their new head coach. So uh, the window's not closed for those guys to be going somewhere else because, again, it makes a lot of sense for them to be involved in those trade packages. Um, but now if I'm writing a, a week one roster, those guys are probably on it. Yeah, I think the window's closed for them to be released because you wouldn't pay those roster bonuses if, they, if you were just going to cut them. You know, right. like I, I just don't see that as being a fees. I think Kenny Morris too was a hundred or was a million uh, was his roster bonus. So it really makes no sense to, to release him if you're going to, or to release him now after you've already paid that, you know, cause that was one of those contracts you get out with no dead cap. It just didn't make any sense. Um, yeah. I don't, I don't think any of these guys can be released. And then when it, when it comes to trade packages, look at the end of the day, these guys are not going to go for much at all. Like, is it really even worth it to trade it? Like if you weren't going to release them, is it really worth it? Like Kenny Moore, for instance, we could all say, oh yeah, I would take a third or a fourth for him. But Stefan Gilmore just went for a fifth. And I know Gilmore's older, like, but he's coming off of a Pro Bowl caliber season where Kenny Moore is coming off a season where he did not play well at all. You know, we saw Jalen Ramsey got moved for what, a third and a backup tight end. Like these guys are, these are other corners that are not being traded for much. You think we can get a third or a fourth out of Kenny Moore? We're probably going to get like a sixth or a seventh if you're going to trade him. And at that point, it's probably it's probably just better to hope that he's going to bounce back. You know, so I don't know if he gets traded. And same with Ryan Kelly. You know, Ryan Kelly, we all are saying like, oh, man, I don't want to pay him as much as we're paying him and stuff like that. Well, they had their deadline to release him. They didn't. And if, if they trade him, it's probably, you know, like a sixth or seventh as well, or maybe a fifth or a sixth. Like, you're not really getting any value on that. So it's probably smarter just to see that, you know, see if he can get back to being a pro bowl caliber center with a new head coach. So I don't think any of these guys get moved. Maybe Molly Cox just doesn't make the roster because he gets beat out by the other three guys in camp. I could totally see that. Or maybe they bring in a fourth tight end and then Molly Cox becomes expendable and they release him from there. But uh, the other two guys, you know, I would bet that they both stay at this point. Like Kenny Moore, I really thought it would just be a release, uh, but it doesn't seem like that's going to happen. And then Ryan Kelly, I mean, yeah, either of them could be involved in a trade-up package, but I just, I don't see it at this point. I think that both those guys are likely staying unless there is some kind of trade that gets swung. Yeah, that's that's really about the only scenario. And I'm going to kind of snowball that into another question that was asked earlier, um, you know, that since we were talking about Mo Alley-Cox. Uh, this was from at WizOPND. Who are your favorite blocking tight ends who should be available where the Colts pick on day two? So in rounds two and three, um, he said, I'd trade up in the 20s to take George's uh, at Darnell Washington, I think. Uh, but I don't see Ballard doing that, which, no, they've invested a lot in, uh, in tight end recently. So I think uh, I don't know about day two when you're looking for like blocking tight ends, because I don't think they're looking for someone too dynamic. Uh, but like sometime on day three, like uh, Payne Durham from Purdue, that's a guy you and I both yeah. like. We've heard good things uh, behind the scenes. That makes a lot of sense. We've heard him compared to Jack Doyle, which is what they need. They don't need, they don't need some dynamic pass catcher, someone to just blow things away. They've got that in, in other places. They just need a just a reliable blocking tight end to help open things up in the run game and and to help you know 
aid the left tackle, aid the right tackle, do whatever, like just to do juice, do Jack Doyle things basically. Yeah. They, they should not commit serious uh, draft pick uh, stuff to another tight end though. Like they, they should not commit more capital to a, to a tight end because they've already committed a ton to Jelani Woods. They have Kylan Granson who played really well last season. Drew Ogletree. They're still really high on like, I don't see the point in, I mean, I'm not trying to get on this commenter here, but going up into the twenties to draft another tight end, like Darnell, Darnell Washington, like he's a great player. Like I wouldn't, I just wouldn't trade up into the first round for him uh, with the Colts current situation at tight end. And, and I probably wouldn't even take one on in second or third round, you know, like a guy like Payne Durham, you can get on day three Uh, Trayvon Wesco, I think is a free agent right now. So you can grab him. Who's a great blocking tight end. Uh, who was there in Chicago. They even put a waiver claim in for Trayvon Wesco last year and just missed out. So I, I think those make more sense to get that blocking tight end or maybe just, you know, telling Moelle Cox, like, look, you're not going to be a pass catcher this next season. Just block, <laughs> you know, and seeing if you can get back to to that early form that he was in uh, with with the Colts. So, yeah, I don't I don't think they need to commit serious draft capital to a tight end that can block. I just think you probably need somebody to fill that role, whether that's Ogletree, whether that's Moelle Cox. Trayvon Wesco, Payne Durham, whoever it is, they just need someone who can be kind of capable in blocking. So, yeah, I, I don't think it's the biggest need ever for this team, but it definitely is a need, uh, just not one that I would take super high when they have needs at wide receiver, corner, maybe linebacker, quarterback, mm-hmm. you know, a couple serious, serious needs. So, yeah, guys, we're going to wrap it up here in a minute. We're going to answer some of your guys' questions. If you guys want to throw some more into the, the live stream comments, uh, we'll answer some of your guys here in this in this third segment. But first, the tournament is heating up right now. The perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sports book, because new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Then you can bet on everything from the money line to point scores to threes drained. Plus, FanDuel even lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with the same game parlay. So don't miss your chance to get your no sweat first bet up to $1,000 with bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com slash locked on. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, the official sports betting partner of the NBA. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right, Jake. So we have a we have a couple couple questions in here, and I think the one that uh, that was popping up the most, or at least a couple times in here, which I guess we have to address it. Like always, where where is it? Lamar Jackson one. I know I oh. saw one. I know I saw, there it oh, is. Yep, I just see it. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I'm late, and apologies has been asked. But do you know or think the Colts have at least inquired? about Lamar. No, I do not think they've inquired. I think maybe on, I was, was going to say, I think the biggest reason is the money. If he wants the fully guaranteed deal, then the Colts have to have that, that entire contract ready. Yeah. You know, they have to have that money ready at any point, And I don't see them willing to pony up that cash. 
No, because remember, a lot of that has to go into escrow right away out of Jim out of yep. Jim Irsay's pocket. And again, I'm not saying he's poor by any means, but like that's a lot of money for a guy who might not even be on your team after you do it. So, uh, yeah, I, I think the Colts have talked about it internally, probably briefly. Uh, I don't think there's a chance that the Colts get Lamar Jackson. And maybe after the draft, they re- they circle back to it. But no, I don't <laughs> I don't see it happening at all. Uh, oh my God, Gregory, do you think they're going to trade for Lamar Jackson? No, I do not think they're going to trade for Lamar Jackson, <laughs> but thank you for asking. <laughs> oh man. Um, how can Chris Ballard convince himself to pass on Will Anderson Jr.? Um, well, there's a, there's a knee injury there with, with mm. Will Anderson. So, and that's, <clears throat> that's high equity at number four. So that's all I'll say about that. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna ask a question. Okay, so I've got a question for you then, Zach. So okay. let's roll with the hypothetical at the top of the show that they don't take the quarterback. What do they do? Because obviously I think they trade back if if someone wants to move up, but what do they do it for if they don't take a quarterback? They probably trade back a little bit and take a corner. Well, no, say. I'm saying outside of trading back, because that's that's kind of the no. layup option. Uh, they probably either take Tyree Wilson or they take a corner at four. Is Tyree Wilson be. seems, yeah, Christian Gonzalez or Tyree Wilson. Wilson yeah. especially seems very Ballardy. Yeah, I don't even want to talk about this though, Jake. Like we're talking. <laughs> I can tell I am bumming you out with that. <laughs> look, I look. I would love to get a blue chip prospect up high. Like it's it's amazing to have one. Like a, like a Christian Gonzalez is an amazing corner. Like mm. he'd be great to have. Uh. I'd rather have the fourth best quarterback in this class than have yeah. <laughs> have all sometimes, that. So. Sometimes it just matters too much. Yeah. No, I, I just can't do it, man. Um, our boy Drake Wally here. How big of a factor do you think Zach Moss will be? He looks solid in the lead role, and Steichen knows how to work the running back group well. I think he's going to be big in the rotation. Uh, I think he's going to be a guy who is going to be big when it comes to pass blocking. I think he's going to be, you know, a five to ten uh touches guy per game, you know, mostly in the run game. He's not really going to be much of a pass catcher, uh, but he'll be out there a little bit rotating in maybe like the Boston Scott ish role where it was just a couple carries game there in Philly, just to kind of keep the defense honest. But yeah, I like Zach Moss. He looked really, really good last year. I thought uh, some really, really impressive stuff down the stretch. And I think he's going to be great with Shane Steichen. Yeah. Deion Jackson did get a contract extension, but he, again, he's a, he's a pretty heavy special teams contributor as well. So a lot of that could be for special teams, but maybe he's the Kenneth Gainwell then, and he gets a couple snaps here or there. Um, Jonathan Taylor is obviously the big X factor, his health, but also kind of seemed to take a step back in pass pro last Mm -hmm. year. So if one of those other two guys really steps up into that, then that could limit how much Taylor sees the field on obvious passing downs. Right, right, for sure. And then Nathan here is asking about uh, the draft guide. So Indie Draft Guide, you guys know my pinned tweet on Twitter and kind of the contest we've been doing here. If we get up to 50 draft guide purchases by tomorrow, which we started this thing last week, uh, I will have to do a live stream breaking down kicker film, and I'll also have be having to drink coffee while doing it. Uh, Nathan, I will say we are extremely close to the 50. Uh, we'll prob- I, I feel very confident we're going to hit it. We might have already hit it. I have to recheck the numbers, but... Uh, I feel pretty confident saying uh, tomorrow I'll probably announce that I have to drink some kind of coffee on that live stream. So you guys have been great. We love all the Indie Draft Guide buzz we've got so far. It does release early April. Uh, we'll have special features. We'll have a bunch of uh, write-ups in there and a lot of really cool stuff. So Nathan and all you guys who have purchased the Indie Draft Guide, 
uh, be on the lookout early April for it. It's been a blast to write, uh, and we're going to have a lot of fun with it. So, uh, yeah, I think that might be all the questions we have we have here, Jake. I mean, you might be able to just close this out now if you want, but yeah. I think, I think yeah. that's all we got here, guys. Yeah. Yep, that is the skinny of it. So, obviously, um, today was kind of a, a filler for you guys to ask us questions while we wait for whatever – uh, new free agency stuff is coming down the track. So uh, if they do anything else, we'll obviously bring that to you uh, tomorrow. If it's big enough, we'll bring it to you even sooner than that, right when it happens. So hold on tight. We don't know what's coming. Right, right. Make sure you guys are following us on social medias at Lockdown Colts, at Jake Arthur NFL, and at Zach Hicks 2 on Twitter. Also subscribe to Lockdown Colts Podcast on YouTube, wherever you listen to your podcast. And thank you guys for making Lockdown Colts your first listen of the day every day. Now make your second listen locked on NFL scouting with the draft dudes from free agency to the draft salary cap management and more join NFL experts, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino as they take you through what it's like to build a successful NFL franchise every Monday through Friday, find NFL find locked on NFL scouting with the draft dudes, wherever you get your podcast and on YouTube, part of the locked on podcast network, your team every day. We'll see you guys tomorrow hey prime members you can listen to this locked on podcast ad free on amazon music download the amazon music app today is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements maybe it's time for a rebuild or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the lombardi trophy either way join keith sanchez and damian parson for mock draft monday on the locked on nfl draft podcast they'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 nfl draft check out mock draft monday on the locked on nfl draft podcast part of the locked on podcast network your team every day